Good afternoon. It is Thursday, October 1st, and uh, Intrinsic Value Wealth Report Radio. Uh, I actually have uh, my class is on board with us today. Uh, they may ask some questions, they may not, uh, but they're certainly welcome to. Um, these are going to be real, real short. Uh, uh, this is going to be a real short little podcast today. Uh, mainly, I just want to discuss a concept here um, which relates to something we call reversion to the mean. And by the way, I have an article which will be coming out uh, in a publication. Uh, it's already written. And I haven't submitted it yet, uh, but I will be submitting it in the next uh, couple of weeks. It'll, it'll be published. So more on reversion to the mean. Reversion to the mean is actually a very important statistical concept, but a really difficult one to, to grasp. Uh, most people don't understand it. Um, and to be honest, I've been spending uh, now probably a couple of months really studying it and trying to understand it myself. I'm, I think I'm getting pretty pretty close to having a good understanding. Um, the guy that actually came up with uh, or discovered this concept of reversion to the mean fell by the name of Galton in the 1800s, who just happened to be related to uh, to Darwin. Um, Charles Darwin uh, was a, they were cousins, um, and so. But anyway, this fellow Galton um, discovered this concept of reversion to the mean. He kind of, he, he was studying a lot of statistical concepts and, and so forth. And, and then he realized that there was this re reversion to the mean concept that was staring him in the face and then he kept coming across. He actually was counting, he, he was um, maybe a little obsessive compulsive, he liked to, uh, to count things. And so he was counting pea pods and uh, realized that the, the more he counted these, he, he count thousands of these peepaws. Is that he realized that they were they were um, hitting upon an average, um, and so you know as he would count, some would be be outside the norm, but then they would they, they they they'd always come back. The count would always come back to the average. By the way, that is what reversion would mean. Basically, that concept is in the most simple terms. But again, we'll be describing discussing this in a later podcast um, uh, or podcasts. Plural, um, as well as in future commentaries and in the article that I've uh, I've written, um, and probably refine a little bit more before it gets published. Um, but reversion to the mean basically works like like this in a real real basic sense: is that events will be um, uh, outside the norm sometimes, sometimes high, sometimes low. But so an event of one instance, now this isn't doesn't happen 100% of the time, but it happens in an awful lot of times. Um, in one period, the event might be extraordinarily high, um, but in the next period, or you know, or, or very, very few short periods later, it will come back to the average. Um, at another time, it might be ex extremely low, and then um, over the next period, or or over you know, very short number of periods later, it will go back. That's reversion to the mean. In other words, these outlying events, these extraordinary events. Black Swan events, some people call them, um, will eventually uh, come back to the average. So that's just the very, very high level overview. Again, more on that later. Um, I was corresponding by email with uh, uh, the author of uh, one of the textbooks I'm using uh, to study up on reversion of the mean myself. And, and his comment to me today was uh, uh, something to the effect of reversion to the mean is a very tricky concept. And I agreed with him very heartily. Um, and even Galton, who came up with the idea, uh, didn't realize exactly what it was that he was seeing 
And it took him several years and the help of some of the really um, uh, top statisticians of his time, again, late 1800s, um, to really, really understand what reversion to the mean was. So um, that, that's, that's the, over, you know, the, the, the overview, um, 30,000 foot elevation view, if you will, of reversion to the mean, more on that later. But here, for this, for the, this week's commentary, October 1st, um, we're going to talk about PDE ratios. Um, because PDE ratios, like the market itself, does revert to the mean. Uh, part of the part of reversion to the mean, by the way, is the concept that the market is something called a um, what's it called? Let me think about it for a second. A complex adaptive system. Okay, complex adaptive system. It's complex meaning that there's so many many different parts. As I was talking about with the class earlier today, um, you know about artificial intelligence. The reason we won't have artificial intelligence that is computers thinking like humans, there's artificial intelligence is certainly good for its, in its own right. But the reason we won't have artificial intelligence uh, computers thinking like humans is because it is very, very complex. Um, and it is probably a complex adaptive system too, um, in general. So um, the market is a complex adaptive system. And um, when you have a complex adaptive systems, um, that's a situation where you can typically have um, reversion to the mean. Um, and uh, oh, one group of, of uh, scholars in this area uh, who we've talked about in, in past podcast commentaries, Daniel Kahneman and uh, Amos uh, Tversky, um, wrote a paper in 1973 where they observed, they, they commented that um, to make good predictions, in their case, they were, they were talking about psychology, but it's been generalized to other fields as well. To make good predictions in psychology, you need to have three, you know, views or three takes on information. The first being the base case, so the average, an observable average, um, and a quantifiable average. Some things you can, an average you can, you can observe and, and, and have, a, you know, a good statistical base belief that the average is is real. Um, and then you can look at the specific facts of a particular case is the second step or the second piece of information that you need to have. <clears throat> and then the third piece of information, or the, and, and maybe this is the most critical of all, is you understand, you have to understand how reliable your forecast is going to be. And you can break it down into a matter of correlations. So if there's a high degree of correlation between your forecasting ability on a particular variable um, and the actual variable itself, high degree of correlation means you can rely upon that specific evidence that you're observing for this particular variable. If there's a low correlation, and this is what Galton, um, who discovered the idea of reversion to the mean, this is what took him a long time to figure out, is that, that it's the correlations which are important. And so low correlation means you can't have a high degree of, of confidence in your predictability. Uh, low correlation means that the best, your, your best estimate of a, an event of a variable is going to be the base case that is the average. Okay, so um, with our with our stock market um, being a complex adaptive system, when it's characterized by low correlation, um, you would expect to see a high degree of reversion to the mean. So we talk about price to earnings ratios. Um, some of the information I got for this little commentary uh, that I did on September 29th, uh, which we're talking about today, um, came from a 19. I'm sorry, a 2015 article 
that was done um, in a publication called Value Walk. Um, well, Value Walk estimated that the long-term uh, price earnings ratio uh, is about 16. That is the average for the market. And we will use the S&P 500 as the proxy for the market because that's typically what's that's the most common proxy uh, that, that people use the S&P 500. So the proxy is, um, is or I'm sorry, the average for the proxy is about a 16, which fits in very, very well with our previously published, currently published estimates of, of being a, a PD ratio range of 15 to 18, okay? So 15 to 18 is our range. Value Walk says it's an average of 16. You know, it, it, we're right there in the, same, in the same ballpark numbers. The class, you guys can see this actual chart I'm bringing up. Everybody else, um, you can refer to our October, I'm sorry, our September 29th commentary to see the numbers. But um, um, if you look at September 25th price earnings ratio, um, the, the, the September 25th was a Friday. We like to use weekend uh, PD ratios or weekend uh, numbers. So the PD ratio on September 25th was 28.35. Okay, the earnings for the S&P 500 um, are 116.33. Those are down, by the way, substantially from, I believe it's about 130 something a year ago. And that makes sense, right? We've been through a pandemic and, and last, uh, we've been through a huge recession. So you would expect to see um, uh, earnings to be down and they are, but Regardless, the, the earnings, trailing 12 months earnings are 116.33 as of September 25th. Um, with that PE ratio of 28.35, that gives us an index, S&P 500 index value, which is 32.98. It's right, right there at 32.99 um, in the published numbers. Now, if you go then to see what the long-term, using the long-term average of 16, and if you go to see what's implied by that number uh, for market valuation, okay, using the same earnings, trailing 12 months earnings of 116.33, and the long-term average priced earnings ratio of 16, that implies um, an S&P 500 index valuation or price, if you will, of 1861.28, which is about a 44% drop from the current levels of 32.98. So 3298 current level, 1861 implied by that long-term average, uh, that would imply a 44% drop in the market. Now, I'm not telling you that the market's going to drop 44% tomorrow. I'm telling you it probably should for valuations to correct and become reasonable. But valuations tend to get um, out of whack, you know, uh, very overvalued for very long periods of time. And then when things really, when the mood gets very pessimistic, uh, they can be very undervalued for very long periods of time. Right now, we've been in a period, even with this pandemic that's going on in the economic environment, we've been in an environment where the uh, where the valuations have been astronomically and unbelievably high, and it, it baffles most people. But that's, I think, just the nature of um, human psychology, and we 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 talked a lot about that in past commentaries. Um, so, but but the point of reversion to the mean is that that the market does. Re does revert back to averages. And so right now we're seeing what almost anyone will tell you at a 28.35 price earnings ratio, almost anyone will tell you that's, that's abnormally high. Um, and if you believe in reversion to the mean, and you should, um, and you know, 
maybe become more believer if you're not, as we talk more about that in future weeks. Um, you know, then then you really should should um, you know watch uh, watch the markets and watch your investments very carefully. Uh, by the way, to that point, uh, we've been saying now for several months, um, even though the market's overvalued, <clears throat> if you don't have an investment program, please do start one uh, because especially for young folks, 25 or 30 years from now, this will even look like a cheap market Sunday. Um, um, but don't jump into the market in a big way because it is very overvalued. There's no, no real bargains out there uh, today. Um, and if you, uh, so if you don't have an investment program, start one. If you do have one, just keep it up. But again, don't jump into the market. And one final point on the, um, let me finish that sentence. Don't jump back into the market in a big way. Just keep a, a steady program going because that's, that's important too, as we've talked about um, quite a bit over the last uh, few months. Um, just one final point, um, I'm going to quote from Joel, um, I'm sorry, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Siegel in his, from his book, Stocks for the Long Run. Um, and uh, just real quickly quote, the stability of real returns, um, it, meaning the stock market, is striking. Real stock returns in the 19th century, 19th century do not differ appreciably from the real returns in the 20th century. Note that stocks fluctuate both below and above the trend line but eventually return to the trend. Economists call this behavior mean reversion, or as we talked about, reversion to the mean. Um, so they uh, call this behavior mean reversion property that indicates that periods of above average returns tend to be followed by periods of below average returns and vice versa. So, um, you know, that's a well-documented uh, phenomenon that, that uh, you know, people have uh, observed and have been talking about for a long time. So just to, uh, Keep your eye on the market. Know that right now is a very overvalued period of time. Um, and we're, we're in an environment where the economy is not great. The coronavirus is still raging. Uh, so just be careful. But, but do, uh, do at least keep your investment programs going. Just don't jump in in a big way. That's it for today, Thursday, October 1st. Um, we will see you next week.